This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. I hope you had a nice weekend. We at least got some nice weather on Saturday. It is rough out there now. So if you are listening to me live as you are driving, please be careful. Please drive slowly. I know that's the kind of thing that you roll your eyes at whenever you hear someone say, but it's true. I see these storms and this rain and people drive like lunatics. So please be careful. A fascinating, fascinating story that we've been covering for literally years. Nearly 20 private schools run by the Hasidic Jewish community failed to provide the education required under state law to students who attended these yeshivas. This is not me saying this, but this is a damning and long-awaited city investigation from the Department of Education. They issued their report late Friday. This report was eight years in the making. And this is, I think, just a travesty. For starters, it, and it's a travesty that this goes on in yeshivas where these students are shortchanged and where the law is being violated. But it's absolutely unforgivable that this report took eight years under two separate mayors for the Department of Education to conclude what a lot of us knew already. They took eight years to conclude an investigation into a formal complaint that some yeshivas weren't teaching their pupils the basics like English and math. Naftuli Moster, who says that his Hasidic yeshiva education failed to teach him anything beyond the Torah and Talmud, he started a group called Young Advocates for Fair Education, or Yafed, and I think he's done just an incredible job with Yafed over the last decade or so. He's recently stepped aside. But after getting nowhere for years with state and city authorities, his group sent a detailed letter to the school's chancellor in 2015 and said that secular subjects were not being taught. So on Friday, seven years, 11 months, and three days later, the results came back and they don't look good. This sort of delay means that some boys have spent eight years in schools that didn't teach them essential skills and knowledge, even though the DOE was warned about it at the time. The reason for the tardiness of the review is that politicians, including mayors, don't want to do anything that might upset the community. And that is a shame because the people that get hurt when politicians pander like this are the school children. And let this be a lesson to all of us. Beam me up. To be continued. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 
Everyone, this is the other side of midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Do you remember the Excelsior app that was touted by Governor Cuomo and others, but he was really the main one that was touting this app? This was the app that would prove that you were vaccinated. You wouldn't have to carry around your vaccine card everywhere. You could just show you this app, carry your phone wherever you want, and then be able to go into restaurants or businesses or any place that only the vaccinated people could go. Well, the more that we have learned about this situation, the more we realize what a boondoggle it is and was. The newspaper, the Albany Times Union, doing some terrific reporting on this over the weekend. State officials are finally shutting down this Excelsior Pass app. This was a $64 million app. They're calling it, the Times Union is, a digital artifact of the coronavirus pandemic that was initially pitched by Governor Cuomo and business leaders as a passport to normalcy. I don't feel like this was a passport to normalcy at all. I think a lot of people trying to use the app had a tough time with it, and I think it didn't do anything that your vaccine card wouldn't do or just a photograph of the vaccine card wouldn't do. What did the state spend $64 million on? Thank goodness for local media. Thank goodness for the Times Union doing this story because during the past two years, this app has been rarely used, but it still costs the state at least $200,000 a month to maintain. Now think about that. We, the taxpayers, have been shelling out two hundred grand a month for an app that no one is using anymore. So it's going to sunset on July 28th, but the stored personal data that it encompasses continues to be private and secure. That's according to the state. You'll pardon me if I don't feel secure about their claim that my data is secure. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Do you ever throw away your junk mail without opening it? I have to be honest, I do that. And if you're like me, that could be a pretty costly mistake. Not only for the two of us, but for the city as a whole. Incredible story in the New York Post this weekend. The city of New York shelled out $8.8 million in taxpayer money to produce and send out mental health questionnaires that actually contained $5 bills as an incentive for filling out the forms. But many of them apparently probably wound up in the trash because the envelopes look like plain old regular junk mail. Understand what happened. They put a $5 bill in the envelope itself and people still threw them away. The health department was working with the City University of New York and they sent the surveys to 210,462 households in early May with a goal of getting 50,000 responses. But only 12,700 
159 households, or an abysmal 6%, replied as of June 27th. So if you're like me and you allow the mail to just stack up on your counter before you get around to looking at it, look at it. If you have a piece of mail from either CUNY or the Department of Health, there might be $5 in it for you. But this is really bizarre. I mean, they know a lot of people are probably going to throw these away, and the city is literally throwing away our money. So since May 11th, plain white envelopes bearing only the health department's logo and a note on the outside that people can earn $20 have been mailed out. Inside is the cash and the roughly 60-question survey and a letter from the health commissioner. But how often do you get an envelope that says, you could do this, you could earn this, you could win that? People have become so trained to view that with a jaundiced eye that I'm betting a lot of people did throw this out. Look through your mail, folks. If you have something from the Department of Health, there might be five bucks in it for you. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Legendary New York meteorologist Frank Field has passed away at the age of 100. Frank Field was a legend, as was his son Storm. This was the first meteorologist to forecast the weather on New York television. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being the very first weatherman? This is something that's such a staple of local news all over the country, and he was the first person to do it. He was somebody that was really groundbreaking, and he began on Channel 4 in New York back in 1958, and he remained a presence on both New York and network television for more than 40 years. He was different from other people that did the weather, and... The way that he was different was that he didn't have a gimmick. He wasn't doing shtick. He was there with real reporting about the weather based on science. He didn't have a college degree in meteorology. His doctorate was in optometry. But he was somebody that was such an authority on the weather and to me just exuded credibility. Also, as was pointed out in his New York Times obituary, he was one of the first people to publicize the Heimlich maneuver. So, thoughts and prayers to his friends, to his family. I'll tell you, we should all be so lucky to live to 100. We should all be so lucky to have an impact on as many lives as Dr. Frank Field did. Here's a clip of Dr. Field doing the weather. So we'll have clear skies and very cold temperatures tonight. To be continued. 